Hey besties, welcome back to the Mad Girls Club. I am your host, Michelle, but as you know, you guys can call me Millie because we're besties now. And before we get started, I just want to let you know that you can listen to the Mad Girls Club on any streaming platform. And also for season two, we have all of our episodes available on YouTube for you to watch. This is the last episode of season two, and I just wanted to um, be have this episode kind of be different just because the whole point of the mad girls club is to be vulnerable and um I really want to like inspire women to own their struggles and not hide it and also you know with our struggles and the things that we go through, I want all of us to grow from it and, you know, empower one another and be the best version of ourselves. And I know being the host that maybe you guys haven't noticed, but, you know, I don't really speak. I mean, I do a little spiels here and there about like things that I've gone through, but I've never really sat down with you guys and really talked about like my life and what I've gone through. And This episode is about that, and as the host, I feel like it's my duty to set an example, which is why I have brought my husband with me here today, so we can just um, get down about what life was um, before having a child, having a child, getting married, um, going through the shit that we went through as normal couples do in relationships, you know, and how we've been able to overcome that. And hopefully our story will, um, you know, empower other women. And then we also have a guy here who can give you a perspective of like how men are and how men think. And Manny has also lived like a very wild life and now he's a father and a husband and he can like speak his truth as well. Um, I also know that um, if you've been following me for a long time, you've probably seen my timeline on social media where, you know, I just live different lives, you know, where I posted my husband. Sometimes I didn't post my husband. Sometimes I would post like crazy nights, wild nights out. And then like all of a sudden this like family you know, feed is coming on. And um, we're just gonna hit all the rumors, hit all the shit that we've gone through and kind of like share our story. And hopefully you can get something positive out of it. But other than that, let me introduce y'all to my hubby over here, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Looks great. It looks great. I love the atmosphere. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm happy for you. Come a long way. I know, right? Yeah, definitely. From season one, all we did was audio. So that's when I when I say like only season two is on YouTube. Like season one was only audio. And I just wanted to bring like a different perspective where you guys can see us and really feel like y'all are in the room with us. And now we're on video. So follow us on YouTube at the Mad Girls Club and yeah, I'm excited for you to finally be here. Well. Had to save the best for last. Of course, been waiting a while for this. <laughs> I guess we could talk about like life updates. Um, if y'all don't know, I've been job hunting. Y'all know I just recently graduated. I've been job hunting like so much, and um, this Monday coming up. I will, the week that you guys hear this, because y'all are going to hear this episode on Wednesday, so 
this past Monday for you guys, I will know if I got the job or not. So fingers crossed. Hopefully I get this job. I've been telling Manny that like, I really, really want to get this job. Like just the culture of it. It's far as fuck. It's in Fort Worth, but um, it's hybrid. Someone told me that the word is not pronounced as hybrid. Hybrid. Oh, is it hybrid? I thought that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> I thought I've wrong. been saying hybrid. Maybe You're hybrid. Wrong. I don't know. Hybrid. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's not too bad if you're, like, working at home three days and in office two days. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's definitely a big milestone. I mean, I've seen you. I've seen your compliments, you know. I've seen you pretty much, man. You've been school. seeing me since high I know, school. I've seen yeah. your whole career come out. So, you know, all the late nights, all the struggles you put. I would love to know, like, what it looks like from your point of My view POV. to see someone, you know, graduating high school to where they right. are now. It's I've never thought about it that way. It's interesting because it's, uh, it's a, lot of de- a lot of dedication that people don't see that come behind that. I mean, I'm sure the ones that experienced it and go through school, uh, they can relate to it or they can uh-huh. relate to you. But other than that, yeah, I mean, God, all the nights, she stayed up till 2, 3 in the morning sometimes. I had to be up at 6 in the morning. And, you know, she tried her best to be at a corner with the corner light and try not to wake <laughs> me up. Um, stuff like that she went through. All the studying. And, I mean, it's, it's expensive, especially once you finish, I guess, a community college yeah. and transition to, like, a, co- a university or UTA. That, there, once you get those bills and they hit yeah. you with the books and per semester, you're like, what? You look at the cost, you're like, all right, what are we looking at? Oh, for four years? Yeah. And then they're talking about it's just one semester. No, that gets <laughs> pricey. So, yeah. yeah, it's been an adventure. It's been a roller coaster, definitely. Yeah, I, rem- I didn't even proud. think about it like that. Because like, Manny, he hates light. And when I tell you hates light, I remember when I first went in, I first went in his room, like the first time I ever went in his room. <laughs> oh my God, he had freaking <laughs> aluminum, had aluminum foil, foil on the windows, windows yeah. and then he had like pillows. pillows, and then he had the blinds. Baby, I was barricading myself. And then myself. he had like twenty twenty three takeover the curtains. It was fu- it was crazy like yeah, it was dark and i there. love it light i love there. white <laughs> it was dark in there. but then again at that time i was working overnight too i was a night manager at a grocery store so i was working from like 9 p.m to like 8 in the morning yeah something crazy like that so when i slept was during the day saw the sun is up during the day so i yeah. definitely need as dark as it could be just talking about you know you working during that time too like so I got pregnant in 2014 right after I had graduated and it was kind of rough when I got pregnant because I was alone a lot of the times because you also worked oh at night you were alone yeah well because like I would want to be with you and hang out with you during the day but then you would want to sleep right oh I see what you're saying yeah so most of the time you were alone yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, that's true. You would be there with me, but you would be asleep, and I'd be awake. And then, like, I try to like stay up with me, stay up with me, and then like and you, you, I try, but it's just be hard. Y- yeah, you would go to sleep because you had to, because then you would wake up again yeah. at like at night to work throughout the night till morning. Then you yeah. get home in the morning. Then you go to sleep almost all day. Pretty much. And so I'm up. like, I'm just there. Yeah, the only time pregnant. we really had time was when <laughs> I sacrificed a couple of sleeps from my days off, really. Yeah. Even then, I was catching up from nights of labor, I guess. You know, yeah. it makes a big impact What made on the you body. even choose that time? What was <laughs> that? that? I think about it. Like, what? what, what yeah. Uh, what made me what? Like, choose that time to work. Oh, well, night till morning. Well, 
So most people probably don't know this about me, but I'm not. I wasn't born here. You know, uh-huh. you know that obviously. Yeah, so yeah. for me, just having a job, <laughs> finding a job was a struggle in itself. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just trying to grab whatever. I was trying to grab whatever I could, and at that time was that that spot that I had, which was because nobody end. wants that time. Well, yeah, of course that, and you know, I mean. Having to work without a work permit at the time, which was before Obama did the whole DACA thing, you know, it was a it was a big trouble, or it was it was a struggle, I guess. And you know, you try to find a way around it, and that's what I did. And I mean, that's the only stable job I had at the time until uh, got fortunate enough with what I'm doing with what I'm doing now. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it paid the bills. It did the job. It did what I had to do. It was honest labor. I liked it. Yeah. I liked working at night. I like being up at night. That's what it is. Not now. No, <laughs> not anymore. Not no, now. I got like a. <laughs> he he goes sleep. I got like a one eighty shift that happened. Oh yeah, I, I'm putting my son to sleep. I find myself going to sleep while I'm doing it. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, that was that was bad. That was when I was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying I mean, to pay off your charger. All that, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that was man. That was tough. I remember. Yeah, because we had no award when I was 21, I think. You were 20? Or I was uh, 20 yeah, you, you were, were 20. No, you were 21. You turned 21. I turned 21. I was 19, turning 20. Yeah. Yeah, so see, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, had, we had our son at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, came with a lot, of, a lot of responsibilities, a lot of maturing. Yeah, which uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. (laughs) But let's talk about, like, how we met. Let's give them our point of view of how we met, I guess. Definitely. You Uh, can go first because you (laughs) noticed me first before. I do love your story. I've told her my story many times. (laughs) When he told me this, I was like, what? I had no idea. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, it's a great story. So, so I met her in high school. We met in high school. But prior to that, I was at a different high school. So, I kind of transferred into her high school. And and I was a new kid there. uh, But I knew friends that went to that school. So, a couple of my buddies would always just hang out during, uh, I guess class what was it called uh you know that 10 15 minute break that they give you yeah to your next yeah, class. yeah yeah so uh we'd meet up at the little hallway and i remember it was three four of us it was me and a couple of my buddies and we're just joking you know it's just a regular day and out of nowhere the corner i just see this woman walk by which of course was you <laughs> and it's just i had to do a double take i'm like oh love i said man i have not seen this woman in this school i said who is that and uh, my partner, he's been in Esco for like three or four years. So I just, you know, I was like, hey, man, do you know her? How, how, do you know any of her, any information about her? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> how is she? And uh, no, he was he was like, man, dude, he's like, she's a junior. You know, she's a year younger than us. I don't really know much about her. Uh, other than that, I couldn't tell you much. So uh, I was, after that, I mean, I looked back. I was she actually was gone. a sophomore. Well, you were a sophomore? So yeah. I mean, you were a junior. So you, you were, were a year. No, you, yeah, you were a junior. Yeah, yeah. so you were a year under mm-hmm. us. And uh, after that, I looked back, and, I mean, she was gone. Like I said, the school was massive. I didn't see her anymore. Uh, it wasn't until, a c- fast forward, I want to say a couple months. No, sorry, you were a senior, and I was a junior, a yeah. sophomore. Yeah, I was a senior. Because you you're, you graduated 11. 20, yeah, I graduated And I graduated in 13. Okay, then. So then yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I was that's, a that's sophomore, and you were a senior. That's correct. Yeah, so I was a senior. <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't until months later. Uh, I think we had actually just graduated. And uh, we went to go celebrate at this uh, this local teenage club. Uh, I can't remember the name oh of it. Oh, my God. Right it now. was so ghetto. I can't remember. God. It was like those those clubs that would show up on TV at night. Yeah, it was big back in the days, okay? That was before <laughs> social media. Yeah. <laughs> nah, well, it was the come up of it. Anyway, so... Um, 
So I seen her there. Uh, I seen her there with a couple of, of her homegirls. And uh, I was with, the, with two of my same buddies that I seen her at school with. And I was with two other ones. And uh, shout out to Joe. Uh, <laughs> and let me say why. So uh, he was one <laughs> of my partners. He was there with me. And I was like, dude, I said, man, I was like, that's the girl that I was telling you from school. And uh, he's like, no way. I said, I promise you that is her. And um, he's like, well, you're going you're gonna, to uh, take a chance. You know, shoot your shot. And I was like, man, you think so? I was like, I just seen her. And, you know, she just turned down a guy. And, you know, my boy <laughs> just stepped back. He's like, come on, boy. I like, he ain't true. I remember that exact he moment, too, where he came up to me. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm good. Right? I said, bad. So, uh, sure enough, uh, I waited for the right song. And I think a bachata came on. And, you know, your boy loved to jam. And he loved to dance that bachata, merengue. So, um, I walked up to her. I'm like, hey, I don't, you probably don't know me, but I've seen you. And I know you from school. I was like, I think you're gorgeous. I was like, you're doing me a favor and just give me this dance, you know. And, I mean, yeah, after that, it was pretty much set, set in stone. She's like, yeah. Uh, it was funny, though, because I remember uh, we danced a couple of, we danced some bachata, a little bit of merengue here and there. And uh, the funny part was, uh, so while we were dancing, she puts her phone in my pocket, you know, for obvious reasons. She's not going to be moving around with that brick on her uh, hand. <laughs> So uh, she does that, and uh, I guess she forgets about it. I forget about it. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about each other and everything. And uh, I guess she's in a rush. One of her homegirls is like, well, hurry up. Come on, we got to go. And uh, she's like, hey, I got to go. And she just starts running back. And then uh, I guess it dawns on her. She's like, oh, shit. So, like, two, three, four minutes later, she runs back, and she's like, forgot my phone. I said, did you? Or did I do that for a reason? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she was like, shut up, chill, cringy ass. And uh, she just pretty much after that, I got her phone number. And uh, so I'll set in stone. <laughs> At least for my part of my POV, that's how it went down. So my point of view was I obviously didn't know about the hallway situation until he told me about this like years later. Right. And then um, the reason why I had went to the club is because I had just um, broken up with my boyfriend at that time. And then um, I just, you know, I wasn't, I've never really been one to like club so much. And it was my first time that day was actually the first time I actually went out me. to this club or whatever. And I mainly went for my friends. I didn't care to like dance with anybody. But the reason why I actually said yes to you to dance was because I remember you from school. And the reason why I remember him from school was because <laughs> when I was in school, a lot of people kept telling me for some weird reason, they kept telling me, they were like, I didn't know you had a brother here. I didn't know you had a brother here. I was like, I don't have a brother. You have a brother, but he is definitely not here. And then they're like, well, there's this guy that looks exactly like you. And I'm like, who the fuck looks like me? Same thing I was asking. And then, um, so then I'm like in line one day in the cafeteria and then one of my friends is like, oh, that's the guy, that's the guy. And then I look and I'm like, you don't look nothing like me. I was like, I don't know that boy, you know? And then that was just the end of that. And then finally, um, I see him again, like years later when I'm the senior at this point, And that's then right. you weren't a senior. Yeah, you had already really graduated. Did. And then I was a senior during this time where we had met each other again at the club. And then from then, honestly, we never stopped talking after yeah, no, that. We were that was literally that. like the start of everything. Yeah, I remember I picked you up and everything. We'd go on dates. I had a car, so it was yeah. easy for me to get around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. After that, after that, it was it's where it all started. Yep, it all started. <laughs> the roller coaster started. Oh, and then <laughs> one of the things too that I found like 
at, at this moment, like when we were talking and stuff, we'd always talk on the phone and then like, you know, sometimes when you, I don't know if, if anyone has ever felt this, but I felt like I knew that he was my person for so many like weird reasons. And one of them being like, I remember asking him like, oh, like what's your favorite cereal? <laughs> and then he said, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, that's my favorite cereal. So there was stuff like that. And there's just a lot of little random stuff in our lives that just makes sense. Yeah. It just kind of fall together. Like her first, middle, and last name were the same as my, well, as far as the initial, M-A-D, which my full name is Manuel Alejandro Diaz. And hers, you know, is Michelle, Michael Andrea De La Torre. So just all those little stuff, yeah. you know, they all kind of fall together in pieces. And there's many other stuff, too. That I'm yeah, sure we'll get into no, later. not just that. But like I rem like we were talking about like scenarios where we feel like we were maybe in the same place at the same time, but not knowing each other. Right. Like, for example, I used to be heavily like at a with a dance group. And we would, like, dance. I didn't dance at quinceañeras, but I would dance at what we would call blowouts back in the day, where you would, like, dance battle, like, all these no other groups. I no what you're talking about. No? Well, <laughs> no, also. I know um, exactly what you mean. You do? Yeah, you I remember don't. those okay. moments. Yeah, the blowouts. And then, like, too. I remember you saying that you were at some, and then you were at this girl's quinceañera that I was also at. Okay, yeah. No, we were definitely always around the same, not kind of the same crowd, but we were involved in the same activities, I guess, the mm -hmm. same uh, entertainment we be around the same mm -hmm. areas so i'm kind of actually shocked that it took as long as it did yeah. for us to meet yeah uh if i might be honest <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was just like those little things that when we would connect these pieces together and talk about it i honestly feel like this person was meant for me so we were so close but so far yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny but um talking about that I guess we could talk about like, you know, once all that happened and then we got together, we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, we I graduated high school and then we instantly wanted to have a baby. And I know there's so many rumors of people saying um, Noah was an accident. But yeah. and when I say that Noah wasn't an accident that we actually planned him, people are so surprised no, by we that. We talked about it. And we serious. We had a serious discussion. I think we, <laughs> we talked for a good while. It was one night, and so a lot of it has to do really with for as far as my my point of view or my aspect is. I come from a perfect home, you know, and I say that because my parents are still together. You know, they've been together longer. They've been apart actually. Uh, yeah. They're going on for like I want to say thirty years, thirty five years together. So I came from a you know from a good stable home, I guess I suppose. And you know I knew love, and, and I knew that my parent, my dad was a hard worker. My mom would stay home and clean, and that's kind of what I was adjusted to. That's kind of what I was adjusted to. And uh, so for me, and I know my dad himself. I know he had me. I'm the oldest from four, and he had me when he was nineteen. So my mom was 17 at the time. So that was at a very young age. And for some reason to me, the, the, the thought of family, you know, just seemed so wholesome to me. And I've always wanted a family. And I knew that from a young age, you know. I wanted, I've always wanted a junior me. Not just that, but I wanted that big uh, ideal family that people always, that you, that you see in movies and you think about. That's just me. And um, so, yeah, we, we talked about it. and But I mean, Back to the story. That's why that seems so normal to me. And uh, I didn't think much of it. Uh, and when I brought it up to her, it kind of shocked me that uh, she was, I guess, headed in the same direction as us. But by then, we were already, I want to say, what, two years into our, going into two years into the relationship? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of, it was pretty soon. But we were, like, boyfriend and girlfriend, like, or how do you say, like. Yeah, we had been talking or we had been in. Like, we in, were in, talking. In connection, like, two, three years prior to yeah. me asking her uh, to be my girlfriend. So we've known each other at this point. I want to say, like, a good five, six years span. Yeah, like, we were talking more than we were together as boyfriend and girlfriend is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we talked about them. We planned them. And I remember that night. <laughs> 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 I remember the night we had <laughs> but anyways but yeah we did we did we did uh, we planned Noah yeah so when he sees this in the future we planned you boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then um funny I guess funny fact is I you know obviously is my first pregnancy and my mom is Asian and my dad is this you know not he's been in my life but not really like that um but even then like I've technically always been scared of both my parents you know like who isn't scared of their parents i mean at least i was because i'm a girl too maybe guys are different you know i know your mom was like doesn't care if you have a kid or not she's yeah. like waiting for all of your brothers to have a kid but my family on the other side like i was so scared to like get pregnant and then when i got pregnant oh, yeah. i was so terrified to tell Terrible. my mom and my dad and i actually didn't tell my dad i was pregnant until i was giving birth and then she was deep in it. <laughs> yeah. And then my so my dad didn't even get to go to the hospital because like he didn't even know that I was pregnant. Right. And then my mom, on the other hand, she found out because somebody oh, <laughs> sabotaged yeah. me and just fucking told her. And I didn't want to tell her like I think I was like six months deep pregnant and my mom did not know I was pregnant. I was big but she thought that i was just eating like a lot of mexican food it's just, it's just a lot of excitement to keep bottled up for one person i was just so <laughs> scared and so finally i mean but i'm glad that you did that too um forced me to tell my mom like we were literally literally sitting in the couch and he's like michelle like come on we're gonna go we're gonna talk to your mom and i'm yeah. like didn't think it was like about that at all i thought it was gonna be about something else i don't know and so i just sat there and he's like telling my mom like like we have to tell you something and her I mom is like full tie so yeah she got very sentimental very sentimental you know, <laughs> she heard the news and I mean, she, she wasn't mad at all no she wasn't mad uh, i think we caught we caught her off guard i'm sure she didn't think that was the right time or the moment that we were going to tell her or let alone have a kid mm. so i did i'm pretty sure it took her by by surprise but you know. now i mean she is obsessed with noah oh yeah she's been obsessed so with him since the day she found grandma. out yeah, she was always buying him things, and um, it made me realize, like, she probably wanted a grandkid right. more than I thought she wanted one. She's so busy with her youth that she <laughs> wanted to redo and re-race a kid. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, we had our kid, <laughs> Noah, and then how long were we? We didn't get engaged until 2017, so about three years after having Noah is when we got engaged. And another rumor um, is yeah, that is. people, mm. and when I say rumor, I mean like people tell people who tell me and I like get ear of it. But then I also, y'all probably don't know, I get a few DMs sometimes um, throughout the year where people are on this fake profile and they're just like bashing me about my life and that 
it's fake. My life is fake. I forced him to um, marry me. He didn't want to get married. They feel sorry for Manny because he's um, stuck in this relationship and all this stuff. And, you know, another reason, I guess, you know, that we're here and talking about is just to set the record straight. And, um, I mean... Well, anyways, before we get to that, um, yeah, so a lot of people believe that I forced you into an engagement. That, that's <laughs> insane, especially because I was the one that asked, so I don't see how that's even possible. No, 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 I don't think you was forced or anything. Uh, if anything, I knew I wanted to marry you, and I knew I wanted to ask the question. It was, it was always the thought of how to do it, because I know how you are, and you know, I know you don't like big crowds and stuff like that, and it's always about something intimate, mm-hmm. and it should be, of course. Uh, but my situation was that uh, I guess with all the planning and how fast everything was and how the kid, how fast we had Noah Mm -hmm. and, you know, given the fact that I'm not from here and everything. And I think around the time it was when Trump was was the president too. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of aspects to that uh, that came behind that. Uh, But as far as me, I knew I wanted to marry her and I knew I was going to ask her. And uh, I don't know how that even became a rumor, how people saying or how people think. Uh, that I was rushed because, I mean, after all, the man does ask the woman to marry her. So, you know, the way I see it is a woman decides who she wants to be with, but a man ultimately decides who he wants to marry. Yeah. End of the day. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't always just butterflies, you know. It was a big roller coaster that came behind that. So, uh, you know, you people, it's high school. You know, it's people you go, it's people you grow up with and the people you're around. Uh, they have a big influence around you. Not just that, but they see you grow up in a way when you're most, um, what's the word, vulnerable, you know, because you're still youth, you're young, you're a teen, you know, you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life and whatnot. And I think it's easy for people to make up rumors, rumors when they have nothing else to do or nothing going on with their lives that are just worried about different situations. Yeah. So, But, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it, just, it goes way back because there's a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, in a four or five year span that people, I guess, experience. And there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about, you know. And it's just like, the way I see it, it's, just, it's the biggest investment you're going to make to yourself. You know, being with another person. Because that's, that's supposed to be a life investment. So with that, you know, it comes to a lot of maturing and a lot of growing up to do. And, you know, so... Yeah. So talking about engagement too, like um, not that many people know, and I know we haven't even talked about this. I don't think ever was um, he actually was going to propose to me before I had actually gotten proposed to. Yeah. So I actually went with one of my buddies. <coughs> Excuse me. I actually went with one of my buddies and. Um, we were we went we went to go shopping for some rings and I had brought him the idea. I told him I said, "Hey, dude, you know, I think I'm ready. I'm gonna pop the question. You know, she's gonna she's the mother of my son. Uh, I love her. There's no other reason. There's no other person I know I can I, I can see myself spending the rest of my life with uh, other than her." And he's like, "Well, shit, man." He's like, "Well, fuck it. After work, let's go see what we can find. Let's see if we find some good rings." <clears throat> so we went. We went shopping around, and I was uh, I was trying to find something good. Uh, at the time, and it just, I guess I couldn't find anything. Nothing worked out as planned. So. But then, um, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of our lifetime of us being together, I feel like, you know, when sometimes people say, like, you have to meet someone at the right time 
too, because, you know, everyone is going through different things and different times in their life. And, you know, like, for example, I just watched this, um, this show on Netflix called Sex Life. And basically this guy and this girl, um, well, two of them too, like the two of them, the best friends, the girls, like they want to be with this guy, but they're just with each other. They find each other at the wrong time every time. And they can never be with, be with one another because it's just bad timing. And I feel like for us, it's kind of similar where we were together, but we've always, you know, I did something bad. Then you did something bad. Then, you know, we were just so childish and like, you know, I wanted to do some revenge or like I wasn't, I guess maybe ready at times too to be, in a committed relationship and be married. I don't know if it was self-sabotage or what it was, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I did fuck up sometimes and he fucked up sometimes. And it was just, we never had a moment where we both didn't fuck up. Yeah. So there was definitely a lot of maturing that we did throughout those four or five years, you know, but it's no different than any person coming into another, a new person's life. You know, it's, you don't know what what baggage they come with or what, 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 what they have behind them. Uh, you know, and you really don't do nothing but hope and try to accept whatever it is that they have until it is that you start to slowly realize and pick up on habits that they're doing, you know. And then from there, you pretty much just have to make a, des- a decision ultimately. Uh, but, yeah, there was definitely a lot of struggles. I don't remember. I know for sure whenever I entered into the, in, in, with my wife in a relationship with her, I didn't know what I was signing up, signing myself up for. Um, you know, and it's hard to say, hey, just uh you're gonna forget everything you did in your past life and from now on this is who you with you know that's a very immature way to think of it uh and there's always going to be people trying to come in or i guess make a detour into your relationship and just sabotage or you know try to make old flings come and situations like that uh so i think it took oh it took us a lot of uh took a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot it took a lot of learning and growing growing with us it took a lot of learning and growing from each other to finally be able to understand or at least for me for me to finally be able to understand what it meant to be in a committed relationship or what it what it was to value a relationship that's what it was for me you know other than that i feel like up until a certain age you know it's just Girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend. You think you're in love, or you tell yourself, "Hey, man, I think I found the one." But it's like, you know, what? What really is love? You know, how, how do you how do you determine or how do you define your definition of love? Because I'm sure every person has their own, you know. And for me, the purest form of love I've ever had was when my son came out, you know. And at that moment, I was like, "Man, this is this is different." You know, I've never felt it. What is it? What's going on? You know, what's this? Uh, my 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 situation is, you know, I from the moment I met you, I knew. That I wanted to be with you no matter what, and I had to have you all for myself. But it was that immature thinking, you know, it's I want you for me, and I don't want no one else to have you. You know, I want I want you to be mine, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do it this way. You know, it was that's what I mean with a lot of maturing that I had to do also, and that I learned for myself. Um, and then I'm petty, so it's like you're over yeah. here doing all this other shit. Like I'm not just gonna sit around. Like I'm gonna be petty too. Right, right. It was just a lot of gaming. There was yeah, there was a lot of like I said, a lot of maturing that we we, we did throughout those years. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I feel like once, how can I put this in perspective? I guess as far as to tell my story, or my, <laughs> my my situation. Uh, be real, be right. So for me, ultimately, honestly, uh, you know, we had already. 
well, I don't know if you want to talk about that now or if you want to talk about it later, which was the two years that we were apart. Um, I mean, if it if you want to talk about it now, we can. So, yeah, so. Uh, we actually, well, okay, so what happened, okay, so. So I don't know if a lot of y'all know or not, but we were actually filing for a divorce at one point of our life or yeah. relationship. And it was after we got married. So I just wanted to yeah. put the timeline out there. Well, of course, divorce. And it was after we had our son. Um, so, yeah, that was a very rocky a very rocky two years and a very, very interesting two years, I would say. Because for me, I did a lot of maturing and a lot of growing up. I had my business at the time already. So I've always kept my mind busy. And I think that's very important for, for, for any person in their 20s, really. Uh, especially with depression, anxiety, and everything that goes on in this world, is to try to keep that mind busy, to keep a stable mentality. And for me, juggling a divorce, you know, I guess something that that would seem so prohibited, based on the uh, the upbringing I had with my parents, with my you know my mom and my parents being together, uh, was definitely something that I knew. I knew I didn't want, but I know sometimes a person is just in a bad situation. They just they, they just got to go. So for me, I kind of, I just, I had a, uh, what's, what's the word for it? Epiphany? I guess you could say I had an epiphany. I just remember one night I just, I woke up and I was just, I mean, that's after I think a year, a year and a half that, uh, I think it was a solid six months that you and I had not spoke to each yeah. other because well, she was petty as hell. <laughs> So uh, it would go on and off, on and off. And I think it was like a good six months. And I actually, I think we already, we had discussed that we were going to already see different people. And you're going to do your own thing. I was going to do my own thing. We're just going to be mature enough and come together for our son. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever moments We discussed were. like you were already talking to someone. Yeah, yeah. Like all that was, yeah. So uh, so that happened. And uh, I don't know. I just had an epiphany. I remember just waking up one time and I was just, I was just thinking deeply. You know, and I was just thought for like, three, four hours, you know, nothing, just me sitting in the room. And I was like, you know, what is my life coming, coming to? What, 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 what legacy am I going to leave? What, 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 what really do I want out of this? And, you know, I realized that I've, 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 I had been old enough to understand the relationships I've came from and to understand the type of man that I am, you know, uh, not cocky or anything, you know, but I've always been an alpha male. It's always been easy for me. It's always been easy for me to get whatever it is that I wanted. And that's never a good thing because people, what's the word for it? It's not a good thing because people like to take advantage of that. Well, the individual himself likes to take advantage of that. So I understood the relationships that came prior to my wife. And I matured from all those relationships. And I look back as to what did I really gain from those relationships. And ultimately, there was just, it was just puppy love. You know, it was just like, I'm in school. I got to claim her. She's the baddest. And that's all it was. And once my son came out, and you know what? I mean, once I had that, that conversation with myself, and I just, it brought me to a different spectrum. I'm like, you know, I, I got my business going on. I'm a mature man. Am I going to be living this way when I'm 30? Is this what I want? You know, if there's a chance that I know we can rekindle that fire, or I know we can save our marriage, because it's not permanent at this point yet, you know, why not try? You know, why... Why settle for something else or why try to to ignite something with somebody else when I knew when I had already known deeply that she was a woman for me? It's just it was 
at the like I said at that time it was so much maturing that we had to do. So which brings but back her saying you know at the wrong place at the wrong time means someone at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um. So yeah, I remember I just called her up that night and I'm like, hey, like where are like I know actually I didn't even call her. I drove that night. I drove over to uh, somewhere in Deep Ellum, and it was it was a club that I know she was at every fucking time. You know, we're the toxic couples that I know she was going to be there. I'm going to see she, I'm going to swing by, see she there. She know I'm going to be there. She going to swing by, see if I'm there. So uh, I swung by. I said, God damn, I ain't see her there. So I said, man, I said, is it too late? So uh, I said, man, fuck it. I ain't got nothing to lose. You know, my mind was made up at that point. I knew what I wanted. You know, I was a, I was a confident man. And uh, I made that call. I was like, hey, you know, despite the bullshit, all the roller coasters, all the shit we, we've, we've gone through. Um, you know, we had a son at the time and we just had a, a, a mature conversation. We try to have a mature conversation, but I remember she was out of town at that time. Uh, so we scheduled for a better time or in-person time. And, uh, yeah, after that, I mean, I want to say that started the... The uphill roller coaster? No. Well, I guess you're missing some parts a little bit. I'm sure I am. I'm so sure I am. So, okay, so um, let's rewind that a little bit before you, like, started realizing um, that you missed me or whatever, that you wanted to rekindle that situation. So, like he said, we weren't together for um, close to two years, I think it was. Um, But this is after we had gotten married, so which is why we were filing for the divorce. Um, And I, yeah, I was, I, I... the reason, another reason why I really wanted with the divorce is um, the whole, uh, what, what's the word? Maturity um, growing up? No, um, infidelity. Okay, yeah. So um, when he had did that, that really like was the breaking point for me. But then there was still a part of me where I blamed myself for him doing that this is a part where I talk a lot in my podcast about you know women being naive sometimes women not knowing self-love because although he did what he did I still blamed myself because I felt like I didn't give him enough he was looking for it somewhere else because I didn't do it you know I didn't give him what he needed and in reality like once I started once I knew what self-love was I was like fuck that like that that has nothing to do with me you know that has to do everything with him and um I I didn't do anything wrong you know that was his choice and you know if he decided to do that that's on him and then you know it's just like I at that point I stopped blaming myself because I knew it had nothing to do with me and then from then on I was traveling a lot, which is why when he finally decided to rekindle with me, I was out of town. I was honestly, during that year, I think I traveled like to a place every other month. Like I was just everywhere and then just living my best life, you know. And then I was talking to someone, he was talking to someone. And then um, finally when he reached out to me, it wasn't because – you know, I wanted to get with him so easily, but, you know, one of the things that he said was, you know, I want to, which is something I had offered him before, but he didn't want to do it. And then, um, I wanted to do it not for the sake of saving our marriage, but I wanted to do it for the sake of our son (laughs) Uh, because I was still very petty. He was 
not, but I just was like, you know, you did some fucked up shit. And then, um, oh, but I'm sorry, let me rewind a little bit. Uh, talking about like the whole, um, you know, me not blaming myself anymore. But anyways, when I was talking about the naive part, sorry, I'm like going back and forth because there's like just so much. And, you know, so anyways, the naive part is like he did what he did, but I still I still felt like I it was my fault, you know. And at that time, although he did what he did, I still wanted to be with him. And, um, you know, what my breaking point was one time when I had went out on Halloween, which every if y'all have heard me in previous episodes talking about gel and stuff like that, every, they know that already, but they don't know the details that landed me in gel, <laughs> I guess you can say. And um, so up until the point of like the infidelity and the gel moment, I was between that time I was still naive. I, you know, still wanted to be with him, even though what he did was foul. And it wasn't until I landed myself in jail um, that I realized, you know, my self-worth. And the reason why I realized it was because I just thought to myself, like, I never in my life thought that I would ever land in jail. You know, I'm, I follow the law. I'm, you know, when I see cops, I tremble, I get nervous, you know, like, I never saw myself in this situation. And the fact that, I allowed myself to stoop so low because of someone and a lot and it brought me here. You know, I just I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. Like I'm never giving the power. I'm never going to allow a man to take my power where, you know, I land myself in this predicament, this situation. And so at that moment when I went to jail, like all you can do if you've ever been in jail is think like you can't do anything else. There's no, there's no windows. There's no clock. There's no TV. There's nothing. I, from the moment I got the, the handcuffs put on me, I was crying till the moment I left. Like I did not stop crying the whole time I was there and I didn't get up from my bed because I was scared to get up. I didn't want to I've watched a lot of shows and it's terrifying what those movies and shows like make up of being in jail. And so I didn't want to be in a situation where I stepped on some inmates toes and they want to fight me or something. I didn't want to use the restroom. I was so terrified of being in there that I was going to get hit, jumped or mug killed stabbed at I don't know like I've never literally been in there. And so I was terrified. So I did not get out of my bed at all. Um, and so I was just like literally there crying day in, day out. And within that time, I'm just thinking to myself, just thinking. And, you know, within that time, it's sad that I had to go through that to learn the value of myself and to love myself. Um, I don't think women should have to go that far to understand like the value of themselves and loving themselves. But, you know, sometimes you just have to go through terrible shit. And honestly, although it was a bad time in my life, I'm kind of grateful for it because I feel like if I would have never gone through that, I still wouldn't have been the person that I am now, which is which I feel like is this really strong, independent woman who, like, loves herself, who values herself, who... um you know, doesn't take shit from anyone anymore. People can't step on me no more. Um, like how I used to be where people could just ask me something and I'd always say yes, yes, yes. I didn't know how to say no. 
you know, I never spoke up. Um, you know, just being naive and the little girl that I used to be. At some point, we have to grow old and evolve. And I feel like a lot of us as women, we don't do that. You know, we live our life 30, 40, 50 years, you know, still allowing men to like just um, own us. And with the, you know, the we're in 2023 now and, you know, we're just it's a different, you know, world where we got people out here trying to um, have other people accept they, them, he, she, you know, like it's just right. it's just a whole different world right. now. And I feel like, um, you know, it's it's that time for us. And yeah, um, no, well, no shade to you at all or anything like that. Like I, I I'm glad to have experienced that for myself to be where I am now. For the well, for me, I think it was a, the transition part from a from the boy to a man, you know, and accepting responsibilities and accepting the shit that I did, and stop. I guess pretty much blaming others or blaming you for actions or stuff that led towards the direction that we were headed to. Mm-hmm. You know, once I once I understood what it was that was causing all this, and once I once I knew that I was making the mistakes, it. I guess it, it 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 changed me in a way that it it let me see it, I view things differently, you know, as far as a a, a commitment and a um, relationship. You know, it I saw it completely different. It was like a complete one eighty. You know, I I knew that I I wanted to value you and I wanted to be with you, and I I, I had to be with you. And that's why that that night when I reached out, I was like, man, I hope it ain't too late. You know, I hope. Everything that's happened, I knew everything that's happened between us was nothing we couldn't undo. You know, yeah. it was something we could talk about, sit down, and that's why when when you were talking about the you you were going to bring up the uh, marriage counseling, right? Oh yeah, the marriage that's counseling. The, so when you re- yeah, so when you had reached out to me, you were talking about like I want to do marriage counseling okay, and that, to that, save our relationship, right? And that's what I was saying. Which and you were saying that I'm not that I didn't think I didn't believe in that, and I've never did. So <coughs> excuse me. So that's where I get that's where I'm coming with transitioning from a, a boy to a man, from a boy to a man. Uh, there's many things that I, I I didn't like that I know you did or things that I know you thought would better us, mm-hmm. you know. But I was stuck in this way that I was like, no, that shit ain't gonna help. That ain't gonna do nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a selfish way, you know. And once I had that epiphany, I was like, well, you know, if you think that's gonna help us, if you think that's gonna make us stronger, what do I have to lose for trying it, mm-hmm. you know? Like honestly, what, 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 how's it gonna hurt me in any way, shape, or form? Yeah. So, you know, I, and it was just a different way of thinking. You know, I could have been a pessimist the whole time and just be negative about it and be like, nah, fuck that. That shit ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to do nothing for us. We're just going to be wasting money. We're just going to be doing this. But at the end of it, you know, if you think about it, it's like, what, what do I? What do we have to lose for it? You know, I mean, everything is already going to shit. You know, hopefully, if anything, we'll get some light out of it. At least for our son. Exactly. So we oh, can, yeah, like, definitely. co-parent and be definitely. healthy together. Excuse me. I don't know what's going on in the air in here. But um, but yeah, like so when he reached out to me, um, you know, we were talking about counseling and I didn't go into it thinking like, oh, like I want to do this to save our marriage because I was kind of like already over it. And then but for him, 
Um, I wanted to do it because I wanted to have a healthy relationship. Cause like when he said I was really petty, I blocked his number. If he wanted to reach out to me, like he couldn't, he'd have to reach out to me through my mom. If he wanted to, I didn't even want money from him. If he wanted to give me money, he would have to give it to my mom. If he was dropping off Noah, picking Noah up, it, everything had to go through my mom. Everyone can understand how <laughs> an immature situation and just, you know, the way we used to think and the way our mentality was back then. Like there was no hope or way we were ever going to work or try to save anything that we had together because that's just not the way you're supposed to be thinking, especially <laughs> when you're trying to work something out with another person, you know? Yeah. Especially, like I said, the biggest investment in your life, if you're going to share that much time with someone, you want to make sure you want to at least pick someone you can work things out with. Yeah. You know, have at least that communication there where y'all can speak in a mature manner and it's not just talk toxic shit being tossed around or being screamed back and forth, you know, and then you put yeah. a kid into a scenario and that's just a whole different topic. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, that was like mm. naive me. So then finally when he decided like, let's go to counseling, I had already went through what I had went through and, um, I was like, yeah, like, I do want to do that because I do want to have a healthy relationship with this person because not only that, um, when we, when I finally, you know, didn't care about the relationship, not being together, like accepting the fact that, you know, we're filing for divorce, he's seeing someone, we're in different relationships. Like when I finally accepted that, I was, um, I, I just had like this different mindset now. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down for that. And then we ended up started talking a little bit. And then I did realize like when we did talk, like we were really good friends. Like yeah. one thing I liked that I That's really always liked always, is like <clears throat> when we weren't together, we were really, really good We've friends. We've always vibed on the Yeah, we level, would. Like, anything like, we were doing. Yeah, we had like, a couple that we like you see in movies and, you know, we'll be sitting in a restaurant and we see another couple next to us and they look a little uptight or like if it's the first day. We're fucking, <laughs> we're voice acting over them and <laughs> acting like we know what they're saying and just yeah. being funny and, you know, just shooting the shot. Shit, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, like I felt like we were just like really good friends at that point. And, um, so yeah, I was like, why not? So we went and then it was not, like I said, not my intention to get back with him or anything. But then, um, that same vibe was the reason that I was like, man, this is cause you know, you put yourself and you think about your other relationships and it's like, how into it have you really been with somebody? And I've never connected with someone at this level. So I was, I mean, I, ha I knew that was it for me. That was her. I had to have, that was mine. And then we went to counseling, and then um, I learned so, so much about him that I, although I was with him for so long, that I didn't realize that there was things that I didn't know about him and vice versa. Like, for example, communication is honestly key oh, to yes, any relationship. That's one thing we learned uh, when we were going through marriage counseling mm -hmm. and doing all that ordeal is, yeah, communication and understanding and not having to like always um what's it called you're like not you have to you have to realize you're not always going to be right and the worst criticism a person can ever take is the one from their beloved <coughs> you know you never want to hear criticism about your the person you're with because who wants to hear negative thoughts that, one of the, that your beloved is thinking about you? Yeah. So once you understand that and y'all can come into a conclusion into a way that y'all can communicate mm -hmm. that works out for both of y'all because everybody's different, uh, it makes a hell of a difference. Yeah. Like, for example, <coughs> I can give you one example that they told us. Like, for example, when I'm mad, I like to talk about the situation right then and there. I'm that person. We're angry. Let's resolve it right now. 
you know, and he's the type of person where if we get into an argument, he doesn't he doesn't like to talk about it yeah. right then and there. I get very heated at the moment. Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta take myself out of the situation because I know myself and I know I'm gonna say something stupid and something that I'm gonna regret. <clears throat> But it's just word vomit. It's yeah. just I'm so pissed it's going to come out. So me, I have to get out that situation and I have to be by myself for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And then, you know, be prior to going to counseling, like I didn't know that. Like um, I would just see him like walk out and storm off and that would piss me off even more. Like I don't understand like why we're in the middle of a conversation. Why would you just walk off like that? Like I'm trying to fix this now. But, <laughs> you know, him walking off would fuel, fuel me up and piss me off. And then. Um, wasn't making things any yeah, better. Yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't until counseling that I like someone, one of us has to be the bigger person here. One of us, like either him talk about this, putting his pride aside and talking about it with me now, or me stepping away and knowing that this has not like j- just to give him time, and then we can come back and talk to it later. You know, that's where the communication comes in and understanding one another and yeah. how we work. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah. I felt like that really helped us a lot, too. It did. It, it was definitely a big eye-opener. You know, the the way I see relationships is it's, it can go two ways. You know, she can either drag you down or she can be the your number one fucking fan, your number one supporter, and pick you all the way up. So there's times where, yeah, you'll find that people that drag you down, you just got to get out of that situation. But then there's time when you find someone that's very supportive, which is the woman I found, and you just feed off each other, you know, y'all vibe, y'all match each other's energy. And that's who ultimately a person should choose or want to be with. It's someone that's going to better them, elevate them to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I mean, ca- counseling really worked for us. That is, when we actually went to counseling that first day was the day that my attorney had called me and was like, you know, I, need, was you, I need you to sign the papers today. But... <clears throat> I had put her on pause because we were going to this counseling and the counseling lady, it was a couple, it was a male and a female. And she was like, okay, so when are you guys getting divorced? And I was like, yeah, well, I remember I was at, I remember being at work and oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I was at work. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my thing, you know, and I don't know where uh, police shows up. I said, God damn, Annie, what the fuck did I do? Shit. And uh, I see my manager walk out. He's like, Hey man, he didn't even speak to you. I said, me. Okay. So I'm walking up to them, and I, I, you know, you see this shit in TV, you see it in movies, you don't think nothing of it. I'm so petty, I paid and that person to no, do that. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> the person walks up, he's like, hey, uh, you're being served. I look at the paper, I'm like, okay. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Little man shit, he's like, okay, and? He's like, oh, well, it, just, it shows the time and day that you have to show up to court. And I said, all right, you're going to be there holding my fucking hand, too, or? And then he's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a third party, man. I said, okay, well, I'm the first party. And then I remember grabbing that shit, throwing it away, and walking out mad the motherfucker. I said, what the fuck is this bullshit? Just because you never think it's going to get to that level. You don't see yourself in those in that situation, you know. You just, you see it around you. You see the, the, the you see the movies, you know, like I said, or uh, the, the shows, you know, when it happens yeah. to you. You're like, what kind of bullshit is this? The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, the counseling lady was like, you know, when is your divorce? And I was like, actually, <clears throat> I have to tell my attorney today that I'm going to sign and go through with it. And she was like, no. She's like, put it on pause. She's like, let's just go through this counseling session first. And at the end of it, you can do what you want with that, you know, attorney. 
And so I texted my attorney, who's also like one of my greatest um, friends at the time. Well, she still is, but she's, you know, we kind of went our separate paths and stuff. But um, she was like, uh, I told her, I texted her and I was like, hey, like, can we just put this on hold? She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, let's just put it on hold for now. And then um, we'll come back to this later. So then I put it on hold and then we went through a few counseling sessions um, I don't know how many it was, like three or four or something, but we did oh, one did every one. week. We did one every week, and each session was, I think, like $300 or something, right? That was pricey. It was really pricey. And so, yeah, we did. We did we did it for a few months, and then finally, at the end of the month, I felt like, or at the end of our session where we decided we didn't want to continue with it anymore, not because we didn't want to, but I felt like at that point, it was kind of like we were done like we yeah. we did want to be with one another, um, so then I texted my attorney friend again, and I was like, "Hey, like I don't want to do this anymore." And then I knew that it was gonna be a loss for me because like I had paid so much money for this attorney. You know, attorneys aren't cheap, and but I was like, you know, like fuck it, like if this isn't gonna go down, like you're gonna have to pay for the next one. Like I'm not paying this shit twice. <laughs> but no, like it it worked out and then my birthday was coming up and then um, we, you did a spontaneous trip. Then yeah, we went over Florida, was it? Yeah, we went to Disney World and That's we right. took Noah with us. And um, up until like a year of our relationship of being back together, it was really, really hard for me to accept being with him again. Like, I wanted to be with him, but I'm not going to lie when I say, like, one of my, like, one foot was in and one foot was out. And it wasn't out because I just wanted to dip and leave anytime. I my One one of my foot was out because I was waiting for a fuck up. I was waiting for, you know, him to mess up, to do something again. You know, I was just preparing myself for it because it was just... You know, our relationship prior to that was always like me, him, me, him. Well, me, I can him. imagine for a woman how hard it is to just the concern would be, you know, there's broken promises. You just have a man just telling you words, hey, I'm changing him, I'm changing. So I could imagine how hard it would be for you to actually believe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? After yeah. everything that's happened. Yeah. And then not just that, habits. but like going mm. through this change of who I am as a person now, it was, I felt stupid. I kept telling myself, like, you're you're dumb, you're stupid. Why are you giving this person another chance, you know? Not only am I telling myself this now, but people in my family are telling me, you're dumb, you're stupid for getting back with him. I have friends that are telling me, you're dumb, you're stupid for getting back with him. I'm telling myself this, but it was like, I... <clears throat> The reason why I honestly gave it another shot was because I told myself, like, if I give this man another shot, haven't gone through counseling, and if counseling truly didn't work, I can finally, at the end of this relationship, if it doesn't work, truly say that we have tried everything to try to make it work. And if it didn't work, I was okay with that. Mm. I would be at peace. But at least I knew for myself that, I, we've done everything we've could to try to make it work. And I think that that's why I stood with him because I wanted to fight for the relationship knowing that we were such great friends. Everything felt like we were so meant compatible. to be together. Yeah. And I just felt like I wanted to give it one, one last shot, one last try. And if, you know, he fucked up or I fucked up again, at least I knew that we tried our best right. to try to make it work. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, like, I'm done. 
like, you know, we're just going to go our separate ways. Like, it just didn't work yeah. out. But um, ultimately, it did work out. And we're at a time in our life now where he he's honestly my best friend. Like, I... You just grown up a lot. I really. can't like I don't like him not being so yeah. like far away from me at times. Like when you're at work, work. you know, <clears throat> like I'm I miss him. I want him to come home. Like tell Yeah, we, we really <laughs> enjoy each other's company is what yeah. it is, to be honest with you. I mean, once you find that person that you know you can grow with and you see yourself for the rest of your life, it's really it's 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 nice the things that you can do throughout the day that you're like man you know you don't feel like you're stuck anymore like you're not moving on or that you're, you're in, a pl- in a in a situation in, at that time in your life where you're like man I want more like no everything just makes sense everything comes together yeah I th- if I I can feel the healthiness of this relationship now I yeah, I feel like yeah I just feel like we're just like best friends yeah. together you know yeah and another thing too that you did mention was the whole family thing. Because um, I know that was something hard that I think was hard for you to d- digest was uh, family talking about hey you know the way they're gonna see you the way they're gonna they're gonna look yeah. at you I had a family member you. didn't stop talking to me because of being with him again disowned me basically yeah and the situation with that is I mean excuse me the situation with that is people are always gonna talk people are always gonna have something to say you know and it hurts the deepest when it's the people closest to you but at the end of the day those people themselves have their own battles and their own demons that they're fighting with. You know, they're just not as as bluntly as we or other people put them on the table. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's your decision. It's your life. It's whoever y'all choose who y'all, y'all want to spend your lives with or who it is that you know who you can grow with. And at the end of the day, all those thoughts and all the shit that people are going to say, it's, it's not going to matter because they're going to talk regardless whether it's with this person or the person next, uh, after that person. There's the negativity is going to be there. You know, at the end of the day, it's whatever makes you happy, whatever at the moment you feel that, you know what, this is what I need to do. This is what my heart's telling me. This is what I'm going to shoot for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sorry, going back a little bit is, so, the, yeah, like, we've been together now after the whole breakup and counseling for how long now? Um, maybe three years three, now? Three, three years. years. Yeah, but for that first year, um, we were together, but I never wore my engagement ring that he gave me um, because it was just still so hard for me to, you know, accept the fact that, um, you know, there was times where we even had discussions in the car <clears throat> where, like, maybe I wanted a break. Maybe we went into this too fast. Um you know, like sometimes I would cry to him and be like, you know, like I oh, want to yeah. be with you, but yeah, it's hard. You know, like it's really hard for me to like accept like all that has happened. Yeah. Like it was more than one time that we had this conversation oh, where definitely. I would cry to him and be like, you know, sometimes I feel like I don't want to be in this relationship and I don't know why. Like I do love you, but it's really hard for me to be here. And those are the moments that really test you the most think about it because at that time that's when you're the most vulnerable you know you being the person that you know caused the issue or put you in the situation that you're that you're stuck in now you know it's hard to come up with any words to really say to justify i guess how you feel or how sorry you really are so you know all you can do is really just try to show them by action or even then you know you, you comfort them but even then you know it's not enough so it's 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 very uh discouraging in both parties because no matter what those those emotions are still there, you know, that that that, that tense 
it's always there. Like you feel it there. Yeah. So then, um, after the year of like feeling like this, past that year, I kind of finally decided, like, you know, like this mm, person has changed. You know, like at this point, I'm like, if I do leave him, like this is this man has finally changed. He's everything I ever wanted him to be. You know, like, why am I leaving him? Why do I want to leave him now when he's become the person that I've always been waiting for? And then so finally I accepted it, and I was like, that foot that was outside the door, I finally brought it in, and I finally closed that door. And I was like, no, like, you know, like, if if I'm going to be in this relationship, like, I need to be in it 100%, you know? I Well, you, you get to think, you know, it's like, is it going to hurt me more? not being with him or is it going to hurt me more yeah and that is one of the things that you asked me too one time when we had the conversation yeah. like because he I even said like that. if you want to leave like i'll let you like you know yeah, I, i'm not gonna hold you back you yeah know? it's just it's just a maturity level it's not that i don't want to be with you or anything you know i love you more than anything in this world but the last thing i'm gonna do now with this head that i have is hold you back from anything you know whether that be goals the way you're feeling or any decision that you make you know I feel like we can always communicate and talk about it. And if it is, if it's, if that's what you want at the end of the day. And that's what I feel like you have your mind made up, you know, it's, it's, it's what you're going to do. It's going to happen. So I'd rather be here, you know, talking about and discussing it and being aware of what's, what's going to happen and giving you that option and laying it on the table. Mm-hmm. And you know, that way it's just, there's no secrets at all. Yeah. You know, and it was honestly, when he gave me that choice, like I, did want to leave but i did want to stay you know i was still battling it but then he asked me that question like do will you it hurt you more to stay in this relationship now or will it hurt you more once you're gone and then or when not he being said with that me. will it yeah. hurt you more not being with me and i just felt like you know i with the life that we have built now and how he is now i feel like it would hurt me more not being with you because you're just this amazing person now our relationship is amazing now and it's like i just felt like you know it's just not gonna get better you know it's and finding that yeah finding that illusion yeah and then um finally after that mentality change uh, i put my ring back on the engagement ring that he got me but it was also still so hard having it on my fingers because i felt like it was a reminder of all the shit I had went through, you know. So, See, fellas, and this is the small little <laughs> shit that y'all that y'all want to hear, I guess, or that y'all want to pay close attention to, because shit like this never ever crossed my head. Uh, but it makes sense once she brought it up and once she said, once yeah. she brought it up and once she said it, you know, it's a constant reminder of what yeah. infidelities or whatever that that ring had had uh, had behind it. Yeah. So. And so, ironically, I promise it wasn't on purpose, um, I lost it one day. I was on campus. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, if I was doing cartwheels with my backpack open or what. But it, I couldn't find that ring anymore. And um, it kind of sucks that I lost it because, like, we could have got something else. But then at the same time... Whoever <laughs> found that ring, you lucky little... Let me tell you. But it's also, like, kind of like a blessing because, like... You know, I don't, I don't have to wear that ring anymore. And then plus, he got me like a band, a different band that I wear now all the time. And um, I kind of been rocking my Cartier until the new ring shows up. (laughs) But no, honestly, like I, the whole point of me opening up and telling you guys about my life and our life, honestly, is you know like 
It took a lot. It it does take to a get lot. Where we're at now, you know, it took a lot of sacrifices, a lot yeah. of battles, a lot of struggles, a lot of mental thoughts. And it's not going to work if one person is trying yeah, to do sure. it. Yeah, that's for sure. That that's a fact. That's a fact. You if both it's only, have to want it. Yeah, both have to put the energy. If it's only one person putting in the work, it's it's impossible. There's no way. It has to be a fifty fifty. There's no seventy thirty. No sixty forty. I have to both put in the same amount of work. Yeah. If not more here and there, but all with good graces. But, okay, so while we're wrapping it up now, I do want to ask you a few questions um, just for the women out there who feel like, man, like they went through that. They accomplished it. They're living their happy uh, life now. I ain't now. trying to be crucified by no, by, by no guys out there now. But, like, but like I want to, I, I guess, like, the <laughs> reason why I want to ask you these questions is because some women are going to listen to this and be and feel hopeful well, that sure in their relationship this, the can bloom like ours you know but there's a but and when i say this but is it's not always going to be the case because as you know like we have friends that are currently like there's women out here for example that are waiting for their man to change they're sticking around and then knowing that that person may never change so my question to you is what advice do you give a woman or for them to realize, like that guy's never gonna change. Like, w- at what point do they stop sticking around? So that's a that's a very complicated question and a debatable statement. Um, what advice? Because there's women's got are they're, they're watching this and be like, man, like I've been sticking it with my man for three years. I could hold it down another three or whatever because he changed. Yeah, my man see can the change. thing with that, is, oh, man. There's a lot of variables that come behind that. A lot of it is age. You know, maturity comes into play. Whether you're in a rela- whether you're in a relationship at 23 years of age, 26, 28, it's all gonna have different roller coasters. You know, you know, you're gonna you're gonna battle different demons. Uh, but as far as hoping or wishing a man is gonna change, man, I can only speak from experience. To be honest with you, me. I believe a man only changes for a specific woman, and that's it. You know, I feel they'll, they'll, they'll get that, that moment where they think about their life decisions and where their life is headed, and they're like, hey, you know, I need, I need support. You know, I need, I need someone that's going to be there for me. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be alone. You know, no man's going to want to be alone. So if, you, if you're hoping or wishing a man is going to change, and y'all been in a relationship for longer than three or four years, and you're getting the same, the same habits and the same consequences. Man's not gonna change if he hasn't changed after four or five years in a relationship. If a man has not changed, you're not the woman he's gonna change for. That's honestly the best advice I can give because um, I mean that, and there's just a lot of things that come with that, you know. At the same time, the woman has to think for herself: when is she gonna make a fucking change, you know? Because you know, there's variables where you bring kids into the situation, and it's like that's cool before the kids were brought up, but now you got this two, three year old that's uh li- that's listening to y'all fight, that's looking at y'all's arguments. You know, she doesn't understand, but she hears what's going on, and that's not healthy. You know, and it's like at that point, the woman has to be like, hey, you know, that's it's the same habits coming out of this. Nothing healthy coming out of this relationship. You know, that's if it's not for you, do it for your daughter, do it for your kids. You know, do it for your mental health. Be like, hey, this ain't right. This this isn't the way I should be treated. This man ain't gonna change. You know, there's gonna it's gonna be out, someone out there that's gonna be willing to, I guess, play the part of that man that you're looking for. Yeah, and then for the women that are probably thinking, well, why did you change? What answer do you have to that? So me, I changed because 
you know, I'm, I'm, I matured. Uh, I understood what it was to, I guess, love a woman or value a relationship. And I knew that I had, I had all the support and my life was better when I was with you, you know, mentally with all the shit that, I mean, despite everything that's happened, all the struggle, you know, there was happy moments all around those years that we were together. And for me, those good moments always shadowed all those bad moments we had. And I knew that most of the problem was me. And if I could make that 180 change and, you know, get my head in the right place. And I guess it's just the way I look at life, the way I look at life now. You know, I'm not out there chasing money, chasing uh, chasing women or anything. Like, I just want a happy family, you know. Like, I love being around my son. I love being around you. And you support me uh, as far as, like, with my goals and my dreams. You know, there's nothing you've ever said negative to me about anything that I have planned for us. And to me, that's, like, one of the strongest, one of the strongest, I guess, aspects I can ever ask for in a woman is, you know, to have my back and have my support, uh, to be my root. So I changed because I didn't see any other woman based on my other relationships. And once I met you, I didn't see any woman that can really uh, match your potential, you know, or elevate me to the place that you elevated me. So, yeah, it's all, it's all, you know, it's all mature. It's all maturity really is. You just, you grow with old, you get older, you get wiser with age. Yeah. Um, you see at your outlook, my outlook just completely changed with everything. I just want to. Yeah. I just want to have my family around me all the time, and, and all my friends and family. Even I, like, instantly can tell like the difference between who you were before and who you are now. Like sure. those people are two separate people. Like who you are now is like completely different than it's who crazy. you were before. That is insane. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, you do it for yourself. Number one, you want to do it for yourself because you want to. You want your mental health better. One. Two, you want to put yourself in a better situation, in a better place. Negativity is never the way to go. You know, you get so many negative thoughts, and that brings depression, uh, psychological depression, brings stress, anxiety, and all that stuff. And you don't want that. You don't want that. My life hasn't been better being in a stable home, in a stable situa- situation slash relationship uh, than it's ever been. Like, this this is the most stable and most happiest I've been in my Same. stage. Same. Same. Point of life, so... Despite the bullshit and the roller coasters, <laughs> I mean, it's all played a part in our life and led us to the situation or the road that we're at now. So. Yeah, I agree. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that, you know, finally all the rumors will come to an end. Um, anyone that's watching this can learn from our mistakes and um, grow with us and Definitely. be the best versions of us or yourselves and of course as you know if you have any dilemmas for season three to submit them at www.themadgirlsclub.com submit your dilemmas um if you would love to see manny again for season three <laughs> let me know <laughs> but um other than that i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i enjoyed um, this episode so i hope y'all enjoy this episode yeah i was really 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 nervous about um this episode <laughs> i was excited 
it starts with me as being the host. You know, I can't try to make you guys try to be vulnerable and share y'all's story if I haven't done it myself. And so, so here I am sharing my life story with you. And I can't wait for us to all grow together. And in the meantime, I hope you guys are subscribed and following us on YouTube at The Mad GC and following us on social media on Instagram as well. You can follow can me on uh, TikTok, Handyman. <laughs> 214 YouTube Manny Fresh 3H's underscore on Oh boy <laughs> and, uh, nah, I'm just playing But no um well, you, you're kind of TikTok famous right now, but yeah, TikTok famous nothing <laughs> I'm a hard working man that's all I do and people like to see a man work hard Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. Keep up with the Mad Girls Club. Follow us on social media because I have a lot of great things planned for us and planned for the website. I don't want to share too much information, but follow along with us and I will see you again for season three. We will be back better than ever. Until then, I love you guys so much. Bye. Bye.